Yo, brother. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm I'm gonna get straight into it because I'm gonna let you enjoy the rest of your day. And uh I'm on the clock right now myself. Likewise, likewise. <laughs> so um all right, well, everyone, thank you for joining me on a uh new season of Melon and Dads. And um yeah, I have, if not one of the most important people that I know, um, I don't know who else is. So i like to introduce Mr. Ira Pratt to the, I actually have to change the name. It, it went from podcast to broadcast to now it's B-cast. So it's just, because now I have women on here. So, you know, I got to think about my ladies too. So it's just B for black and then the cast, you know, so. Okay. So I'm gonna go with. <laughs> so, um, so for one, um, I know this is gonna post on our birthday. So if I don't talk to you, I would like to say happy birthday to you. Oh, brother! Likewise, happy birthday! But you definitely hear from me. We've been doing this for a couple of years, you know. So yeah. we definitely go on. You definitely gonna hear from me on a birthday. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. But you yeah. know, it's uh, it's important for everybody to know that. Uh, when I, I'm going to give a little background because I like to give the background on everybody I talk to just so they know why I know you and how I know you. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we're going to kind of go into the reason why I asked you to be on here today, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Mr. Ira, somebody I met through other individuals. Um, some of the individuals have already been on my show already. And... Um, uh, you're somebody that I knew from the beginning that we were going to be inseparable and just always share that bond of every time I know when 10, 12 hits on my birthday um, that I share it with somebody else who uh, in my eyes um, has been through the same thing as me, um, is going to go through the same thing as me, is a, you know, a great father. Um, and somebody I look I look to as um, being a you know inspiration uh, for someone who who has and is going to deal with mental health. Um, you know, you I feel like you gave me the courage to uh, be able to speak about it and um, you know be comfortable with talking with people about the shit that we go through as black men. Um, in this in in this society, you know. Yeah, man. Um, I, I mean, you know, you, you know my mantra. You know, I'm real big on making my mess my message, and what I mean by that is meaningful experiences that strengthen my spirit. So it's like if you know if I can share it, you know, if I can go through it, if I can save you know brothers like yourself or anybody else some headaches by being you know transparent about what I went through, and you know I'm brutally transparent, you know. Um, Yes. Um, somebody that's uh that's a survivor of suicide, a very public suicide attempt. I'm somebody that's dealt with depression. I'm somebody that's been through divorce. You know, I kind of can speak to every situation for young men. Mm. And the one thing is that as men, especially men of color, we don't we don't seek healing. We don't seek help. We either tuck it in, we try to drink it away mm. or smoke it away. And you know, I've been through all those experiences. So I just try to share to try to save, you know, somebody from going through the stuff I went through 
And just like I said, when it comes to somebody like you, it's always been like, you know, you know, we're birthday twins, but I've always looked at you like that's my, you know, that's my <laughs> little brother. Like, you know, I feel what you go yeah. through. You know, I, I'm proud of your successes. You know, I struggle with you when you go through your struggles. You know, like I said, man, it's, it's, it's a genuine love there. Like, I want the best for you, even if it has nothing to do with me. And, and that's that's always the vibe I've gotten from you since day one. And for us to come at each other as strangers and build a brothership, uh, I feel like that's, you know, until I leave this earth, uh, I feel like it's always going to be there. We could go days, years, time, and it's, it's never is never any different than what it has always been from the beginning. With, yeah, you know? yeah, the vibe is always for me on my point. Always, I felt I've always felt genuine for you. You know, like I said before, you know, like days, months, we pick right up. Yo, bro, what's good? You know, and like I said, it's mm -hmm. a genuine uplifting of each other. You know, there's never been a thing where you know, sometime amongst men is is a bravado thing where who's the toughest or who's has the most money. I've never felt that vibe for you. Like I said before, it's just always been like, yo. I want to see him win. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And um, I think when you have more people like that in your corner, um, who's watching you, I feel like you're, you know, you're able to be more successful, even if it's not successful on paper, mm -hmm. it's mental, you know, being successfully mental wise, you know, um, I feel like that's the biggest battle, um, especially this year. Uh, is I feel like it's been a lot more suicides. It's been a lot more, uh, you know, anger, frustration. Um, it's a trying time for the, you know, for for our people, um, but definitely this country all together. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I would totally agree with that. Especially, you know, in our case, you know, like I'm a champion. I love, I love our women. You know, I, you know, you know, when we speak on things, like you said, I'm glad you opened it up and having access to women. But you speak on situations like you know with Breonna Taylor and stuff. But it's also a double hit for men because men of color, not only is, you know, we're, we're, we're struggling with our own issues, but when the women in our lives are struggling, we feel, we feel that double fool because it's like, why can't I fix this? Because that's, that's a natural tendency mm. of men. You know, sometimes they just want us to listen, but our natural tendencies of men is like, why can't I fix this? Or what am I not providing that our women don't feel comfortable or they don't feel safe? So it's almost sometimes you feel like you're being attacked outside the home and inside the home. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely agree with you about that. And I feel like, um, you know, that's the reason why I wanted to talk to you because uh, seeing, you know, the dad you are, um, seeing you, you having grown children, um, I know what I, I'm looking for in, in my future and, in, in the, you know, having the relationships that you have that just come um natural you know mm -hmm. um they you know, uh as though how a father should be with his daughters um mm -hmm. that first love uh, you reading your words and you know some of the conversations that we've had in the past of how you you know showcase your love for your children um you know, I, I feel like that's going to set them up for success when they get older and they understand the type of love that they need um, from another man. And then, um, you know, hopefully they use the, the tools that you've given them and the references that you have showed them 
to understand what really love is and what not to take and what to take, you know? Well, in, in, in my experience and, and, and to give a background, I have I have five beautiful daughters. You know, I have them from 22 to the age of seven. Um, I love them dearly. You know, I don't separate like all of my daughters aren't genetically, you know, my daughters, but they're my daughters. I've raised them. You know, they're my babies. Um, have I been mm. completely or 100 percent of the time successful with my parenting? No, I haven't. But I think. um yeah, nobody has me. <laughs> um, I, I don't parent from omnipotence. And what I mean by that is, you know, I don't tell my kids everything I did right. In fact, I, I'm open to them about the things I've done wrong. I've, I've opened them with my, my struggles mm. with um, sometimes dealing with addictions, sometimes dealing with mental health issues. But more importantly, I've always given them an area where they can communicate with me. You know, you know, in some senses, you know, this is my daughters will come to me about stuff before they come to their mom. I'm on the verge of becoming a grandfather, you know, for the food. And and mm. and that kind of shook my world. But the the most important thing is, like I said before, I think even when they're upset with me or even when I don't reach the highest, you know, they always have an area of communication of access to their father, of information of the truth. You know, I'm going to tell my daughters the truth. I'm going to tell them, you know, this is what men really think this is what the standards are and this is what you should expect and and hold them to that you know never settle you know never be ashamed of wanting the best for yourself never be ashamed of being career oriented and and i don't care how much you like a guy you got to love yourself first and then make him adhere to that standard exactly um you you have you have to hold Mm -hmm. them accountable um, and you, you have to show them why it's important for that accountability piece. And I, I feel like that's what I'm going through now, dealing with like a teenager, uh, trying to get them, getting him to understand the, the accountability piece and why that's so important and why he's held to that. Uh, I feel like that's the only way it's going to, you know, build his character, you know? It's, it's a it's a it's a hard thing that we deal with, you know, with in the generation that comes after us, Julian, because of the fact that, and you just think about it, the access that they have, they have they have access to so much. So it's more about trying to channel. Listen, just because you can do something, don't mean you should do something. You know, kids go online now. You know, and I'll give you a prime example. My son, um, teenage son at the time, you know, he's he's almost twenty now, but. At the time, he was talking about a cell phone. And I said, you know, well, I'm going to check your cell phone occasionally. He was like, why do you got to check my cell phone, Dad? I said, and I explained it to him like this. I said, if you were to go outside and go somewhere, I want to know who you go, who you, where you're going, who you with, where you're going at. He said, yeah, of course. You know, you want to know I'm safe. I said, it's the same thing that happens with that cell phone. You can go anywhere in the world with that cell phone. Why wouldn't I check to make sure you're being safe? Nowadays, we give kids so much, I don't think we need to realize that sometimes we need to pull back, especially with teenagers. Because like I said, you know, your kid could be on social media, the internet, and be doing anything. And a lot of parents don't really mm-hmm. get into that. They, a lot of kid, parents aren't, you know, being vigilant of what their kids do, or when they become teenagers, they get too comfortable. They want to be friends with their kids. I, I, I was never my kid's friend. I'm your father. You know, I'm responsible for you. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, the other way around. 
So for the sake of, like I said, either one trying to keep it with the Joneses because because Rashid or Daquan or whoever these little kids, Bobby, all of them got cell phones. You, we give our kids cell phones, and then we don't take the time to right. be vigilant what they doing with the cell phones. You know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's why, like, um, you know, like I I have three sons. You know, one's my, you know, not biologically mine, but. He called me dad, so that nigga my my son, you know what I mean? So um, you know, his mom, which is my wife, she she got him a cell phone, but you know, just hey, you in school now. Um, you know, just you know, we got him a cell phone so he could talk to his dad. Um, but you know, when he's not acting right, you know, um, my wife makes sure she goes on the little Apple thing and you know, yeah. limit yeah. his time. Yeah. And it, it pisses him off, but you need to know your boundaries. And I think she has done a great job of, you know, reiterating that to me on what, you know, what I need to do, um, you know, with my, with my children, you know, because both my, my sons aren't by the same woman, you know, but like my teenager, for example, his mom, uh, he, he, he just was able to play like Call of Duty at 13, you know, um, because we, we all, I can say that we, we all agree on not giving a child too much uh, before yeah, they're ready yeah. for that. You and know, we- it's like with the Fortnite. With the Fortnite, I feel like the Fortnite, the craziness that goes about that um, is 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 ridiculous. There's no reason why there's kids fighting with their parents over the Fortnite. You know, um, uh, my 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 stepson gets mad that he can't play, but we tell him why. You know, and I mean, what, what you going to do, you go, you know, what you going to sit, just sit there and somebody watching somebody play it and he'll sit there mm-hmm. and do that and torture himself. But that's on you, bro. You know, but I'm, we're a firm believer on not giving a child more than what um, they're ready for. And I was even saying with my teenager, um, his mom will go and he has an Android. She'll go and she'll she'll wipe the mm-hmm. games off his phone. She'll go and take he he just got was able to use the Internet again on his phone. You know, she like, well, he don't need it. He, all he need to do is call me and call you. Um, and he not in school right now. So technically I'm about to, I'm about to, uh, what, um, I'm about to, uh, she was getting ready to take her, his phone off her account because she like, he not going to school right now because he home because of COVID. So he really don't need his phone. I don't, I don't, I don't care about him playing with his friends, you know, but we need more parents like that. That's going to, you know, be mindful what their kids are into and not just letting them, you know, free range out here because it's, it's a, a way for their, you know, to get away yeah, from their yeah, children. Yeah. You, know? you know, and that's another thing, like interacting in conversations with your kids, you know, I still converse with my kids, you know, mm-hmm. I still, you know, ask them and, and have a conversation about their day and what they're doing. You know, I, one of the odd things I used to see with my kids that usually trip me out was, them losing the art of conversation. And what I mean by that is they would sit in the room and sit next to each other. And I know sometimes because they didn't want me to know what they were talking about, but they would be sitting right next to each other and they would be texting each other or they would talk to each other. So one of the things I you know, instituted when I did you know, go out or I would have moments with my kids and stuff, we would go out to eat is phones on the table face down. And when I did that, that would force us to actually interact, converse with each other, talk to each other. You know, and, and I haven't tried it before, you know, outside of, you know, 
how many fans you know actually still sit down to dinner together? So, you know, when right. I do get an opportunity to do that, because I do work a lot, their mom works a lot, you know, I try to give a moment, so like I said before, where we actually are communicating, we're connecting, because we're so connected to social media and the internet that we're disconnected in person. And then now with COVID in place, right. people are becoming even more disconnected. Now, I know we pose a social distance, but people are actually disconnecting to a point where the usual personal things. I had a neighbor. I used to speak to the gentleman every day. Hey, Mr. C. Hey, Mr. D. Hey, Mr. Hey. So, and then when COVID hit, Jules, I stopped seeing him. Jules, how about this man was in his apartment mm-hmm. dead for a week because nobody thought to check on him. So oh my God. I say that to say that <clears throat> even though we are in a time where, like I said, this pandemic is real, people are dying, we still need to stay connected, and especially in our own homes. You know, you'll see people in a household, mm-hmm. everybody's on a device. Somebody's on their phone, somebody's on their laptop, somebody's on a tablet, but they're not connected to each other. So we're getting disconnected, you know, right. and even from a emotional, spiritual sense, and then, you know, Again, as parents, you got to try to stay in tune with your kids because, you know, being stuck in the house, you know, like you said, you know, I deal with it. I know you dealt with her certain cabin fever, cabin depression, fever. those things kick in, you know, mm-hmm. and I try my best to, like I said before, have good moments, you know, even silly moments. Now, sometimes I'm too serious, just, just laughing, joking with my kids. You know, my seven-year-old, we still do our little dance contests and stuff. You know, she's kicking my butt. My knees ain't what they used to be, but but again, it's good interaction where it's not, you know, it's something through some type of device. And I try to stay away from that, at least with my kids. You know, I do call my kids, you know, you know, every day, hey, you know, what's going on and stuff, but I want to see your face. I want to interact with you. I want to, you know, hug you and those things. You know, personal touch and interaction are important for, for the human condition, and we have to work harder now to maintain that. Yep. And um, yeah, be, it, it, and I feel like that's why I'm so happy that I that none, none of us, I mean, like my, you know, my kids, my wife, we, we never were really big on the electronics, like even with them still being home, mm-hmm. you know, being at home, they don't play the video, no, video games. That's, during that's, the week, that's, that's you know, um, yeah, um, you know, so. That allows, and even when I come home from my lunch, mm-hmm. hey, how was your first half of your day? Which, what did you learn? Oh, you and mm-hmm. you, at, you at lunch right now? Okay, cool. You got homework. Like I even go through, and you know, and everything's on Google Classroom now. Now I go in, I check, all mm-hmm. make sure all the works is turned in, and if it's not, we're gonna mm-hmm. have a discussion on why. You know, we're we're, we're talking about classes. We're, we're talking about the day. Even though I see you all day, hey. Mm-hmm. How was your day today? You know, um, I don't know. You could be in the house dealing with X, Y, and Z. I want to know that you're feeling. Even though we in the house, mm. I'm still going to ask you how your day went. And the first thing would be like, well, Dale, I was in the house with you. Yeah, I know, but your day might not be the same as my yeah, day. True. You know, so, you know, so we, we, need to, we need to make sure, you know, we're involved because, you know, you never know who's texting your child, why they're texting your child these things and um you know we have to be more diligent before it gets yeah. before it becomes too late 
Um, and with, you know, I mean, what, on the 12th, yeah, you're turning, man. you said yeah, 45, yeah, right? You, you see, I got, a, I got a Trump birthday. I, so. I hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> it, yo, so, it's, so I'll be 35 this year. So we both yeah. hit milestones this year, uh, 10 years apart. And um, I think about the movie, I was telling you, Looper. And I was like, right. I'm going to dedicate that yeah. movie to, to us because, you know, it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the past and then he was fighting his future, which was Bruce Willis, which I thought was hilarious. But um, it's crazy how we have so many similarities when it comes to our parenting styles, mm-hmm. our aura, our personality. Um, it, it, it really lo- it feels like I'm living that. I've, I don't know anybody else that I share the same birthday with. So it's, it's always going to be one of the the one of the many bonds that we have um that i would be able to cherish you know yeah, and that, and that, um, for the rest of my and life the thing i wanted like know, i said so. reiterate and, it, and and definitely that i that i see you that i don't see in a lot of younger cats is that you're willing to listen you're willing to say you know what you know what he he might have been someplace i didn't and you take the advice and try to apply it you know like i want you to be better than me you know when you hit 45 i want you to be twice three times the man i ever was and I want to see that success in you and you're willing to accept the information that I'm giving on, you know, my, my headaches, my, my, my mistakes, my bumps, you know, you know, you know, we had a conversation, mm-hmm. we had a conversation, and, not to uh, interrupt you, but about trying to maintain a marriage. I speak mm-hmm. to you, what did I tell you? Like one of my greatest failures is my marriage failed. So I, I like, I, I, I always, when you right. call, I was like, yo man, what can we do to make sure that you're successful in this? Because the last thing I want you to see or go through is divorce, man, is 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 heartbreaking. Is it, is one of the main driving forces that I dealt with in my depression. Like you don't, you know, I don't want to see that for you at all. So if any way I can be of service, any way I can be of help, I'm always there for you. Like I said, I want, like I'm, you know, I'm your biggest fan, man. I want you to win. Yeah, and um, I I feel like um, you know, when we're I was going through that time with my wife, and um, I was like. No, nigga, we ain't making it. Um, it uh, it was it it was very heartbreaking because mm-hmm. you know now I have a little girl. I gotta think like you know she's gonna grow up in a different household. That's time I'm gonna miss. Um, that's time she's not gonna see me and her mom together and loving each other. And um, you know I've dealt with dealing with two boys in a different household, so I already knew how hard that was with raising them and still making sure they're going to grow into the men that I want them to grow into. They should want themselves to grow into. I couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine having a little dealing with that with a little girl, you know? So, um, when, you know, all the Avengers assembled on me and, uh, like yourself gave me some very, very good feedback about, um, some of the, some of the errors that you went through, um, I, I have no other choice but to listen. And, you know, the good thing about listen is you don't, you don't have to listen to everything. You just got to take parts of it that you feel that's going to, that you haven't been applying mm-hmm. and just apply them to see if they work. Because, you know, the biggest thing is maybe what you're thinking and what your, your ideology is might not work in this particular situation. So why not? gain some other uh you know advice from you know your elders who have been through those things that's why i tell my kids all the time Mm -hmm. like look i've been your age before 
you know. My dad will always say that. I've been your age before. Like, I know what it is to go through those things. Um, and I, I always say it to my kids, like, you don't got to go through this alone. You know, um, I was like, I always tell them, too, like, you know, you were saying earlier that you, always, you don't tell your kids always the good stuff. You know, you tell your kids the bad stuff, too, because they need to know what it is like to go through these things before they happen. Um, will they still go through them? Maybe. But at the end of the day, you did your job as a parent to give them the tools to be more successful than you were um, during your childhood that maybe your parents were too uh, busy in their own, um, you know, I say generational curses um, to, to worry about what you were going through as their yeah, child. And, and one of the biggest things, generational curse wise, I think before me. And for that, and I try to, you know, change that with myself is an unwillingness as a parent to say, you know what, I was wrong, you know, or I did this wrong or mm -hmm. I applied this wrong. You know, people can only teach you one of two things, what to do and what not to do. So in some of my instructions, especially with my kids, is like, listen, I'll be like, yo, I, I did this so you can see what not to do, you know. You know, I, you know, wasn't, you know, case in point with, you know, my son, you know, being responsible. And this is something that men need to speak to with this. Being responsible for your seed. You know, you know, we've talked about that. Being responsible yes. for your seed. It's not just, you know, oh, I want to step up after, you know, I, you know, did something. But maybe in some of these situations, especially with myself, you know, with, like I said, having kids from multiple relationships. I, you know, I try to tell my son, be responsible for your seed. Value where you lay things at because you'll have to reap whatever grows from what soil you planted. You know, and and, I mm -hmm. and you can't run, you can't run from exactly. that. <laughs> you can't like, run from yo, that. I love, I love all my kids. I love them to death. But would I have been more choiceful in how I brought them into this world? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the first thing I try to tell my son, you know, you, you, you know, he's he's a great young man, gets a lot of attention. The same thing I tell him: all attention is not good attention. You know, just because you can do something, mm -hmm. don't mean you, you you will do something. You know, I gave you a funny quote. My son said to me one day, he said, "Dad, because you're my dad, I make you a little bit more cool." I said, "What?" He said, "Because you know, people know you, my dad, and they know who I am." I said, "Son, I'm like your dad told you, I've been your age before. Like, trust me, I've done. This. I know the game. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I know." <laughs> Exactly. I know what you talk about like, before you're you know, talking five, about this. You know, he's like, I got 5,000 Instagram friends. And then what I said to him was, I said, that's interesting. I said, Instagram friends or Instagram associates? He said, no, these are my friends. I said, well, push come to shove, how many of those mm. 5,000 can you go stay with? He got quiet. I said, see, that's the difference between me. I know what a friend is, and I know what it is someone is so associate. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the foundations and the real meaning of life. You're going to go through it, son. Take your time. You trust me. You know, you may think, you know, you might think, right, you and, know, you make me cool, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to give you the stuff that's going to keep you alive. So understand what I'm telling you. Mm. Right. Um, <laughs> I think that's like, that's like Sun Talk 101 because I don't, I feel like the people in life who have been like stabbed in the back, you know, um, by their friends, you know, like we think about Judas, we think about these, 
uh, Biggie too. But we think about these people who were killed, who thought people were their friends, but really weren't. They were acquaintances. And I've 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 worked at jobs where I've been like, oh well, when I leave this place, this motherfucker right here, he's still gonna be my friend. And then turn around, they done unfriended you the same day you left the job. They uh, talk shit about you. You're like, damn, like, I thought we were better than that. Then you get pissed off, but then you got to realize, like, we weren't really, like, I know, I tell my kids all the time, I said, since you came in this world, you could tell the people that's been around and who hasn't been around. You know, and my, you know, as far as my friends and the, the, the people, like, that I trust y'all with, you know, everybody isn't meant to be that and have that place. And that's okay. Like, I've had to tell people you know, even recently, like we just not friend compatible. I've never told nobody that before in my life, but then I had to be start being true to myself. Like I got to stop trying to please people who don't yeah, deserve and, and that. The thing from is me. also with your growth, sometimes 10 years ago where you were in that place, that person probably fit in your life. But as you grow, you became a father, you became a husband, you know, you became, you know, maybe a business owner. People don't, grow like you grow you know sometimes and it's not a bad thing you know it's okay with that you know some people stay in the same place i know people i went to high school with and they still in that same place when i left high school that's good for them that worked for them that's not where i'm at i know some people you know some mm -hmm. men that you know spiritually haven't moved to where i'm at you know i you know I, i'm in a different place when it comes to faith and now because i understand what that means to me in my life you have to surround people that's mm -hmm. going to grow you and stretch you in uncomfortable ways. You have to get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. So if mm -hmm. you got a lot of people, you know, you got a lot of fans in your life that always tell you what you want to hear, that don't, you know, push you back and say, yo, you need to be accountable and stuff. You need to start changing your circle. And sometimes that circle gets really soft, so small. My right. circle is so small sometimes it's a dot. But <laughs> at the same time, like I said before, you don't always have to interact with the people that grow you. Like I said, you know, like when, when I pick up the phone or I look on social media and I see where you are, you know, I learned from you, man. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't celebrate my wife the way you do yours. I see that. And it's funny because it's funny because sometimes my wife would be like, you don't do it enough. And then I have to think like, are, am I doing it for you or am I doing it from, you know, myself? And then I had to start really breaking that layer back. And, you know, she would say things like, well, you know, when you were with this person or you were with this person, I always saw X, Y, and Z. And then I had to think about, yeah, you have well, to this is social media, hon. That's Ooh. not the way our world, yeah, our yeah. world life is. Like, I don't. And that's not going to make me want to do it anymore if you're telling me that I'm not doing it. Then I'm not going to do it because that's the reversal yeah. of what a Libra is. You know, uh, always push back, push back the balance you know? things so, in our mind. I, you know, and, the, and then the other thing is, like you said, mm -hmm. you brought that social media thing, you know, at the same time you celebrate, you also have to protect. You know, there are people out there, there are people on your friend list that. They they waiting to see to see you lose. You know, you I see posts all the time when people, you know, they'll post, you know, great relationship, great relationship, great relationship, great relationship, falls apart, and then everybody jumps on them. And I'm like, nobody's pulling for 
Nobody says yeah, nothing else any other time. It's people, like, it's people that tune into our lives on social media like they do Ratchet TV. You know, and that... Yep. But that's why I had to go through and I had to remove... I had to remove certain people because it's like, even with my kids, I'm not giving you access to my children and you don't yeah. belong there. You know, uh, even though it's a public thing, the... the you know, Mark Zuckerberg got this shit probably yeah. archived in his basement somewhere. It it still don't change the fact that it's me allowing my privacy, even though it's the worldwide web, it's it's open, it's it's there to be seen. I it's still me that's allowing it. And um it's it's crazy because even when I see things, I see posts, I, I've always had a mentality of if it doesn't apply to me, I'm not gonna say nothing. Or if it has nothing to do with me, then I'm not going to say anything on the topic. Yeah. I don't know who. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And 95 percent of the time, I don't really care. You know, so I might see something and just breeze past it because it's like, why am I going to add something? Oh my! Oh my! Relationship's doing horrible. Mm-hmm. So is probably the re- so is the rest of ours. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, I posted something one time about. Uh, um, uh, like masculation, de- like mm-hmm. emasculation in like you know the black community, and um, I felt like really like uh, positive. I, I I felt really um strong about that because um I've dealt with that a lot in my life. Not even not even from like women I've been in relationships, but like you know even with my mom or you know other women figures that have been in my life that. You know, it's just like second nature to tell somebody they, they can't be emotional or uh, where you you told me about the bravado yeah, yeah. thing. Like, you know, it's bigger that's than the that. That's the thing you know, with it's a, it's, you it's, having yeah, sons. It's a, a thing. You know, that's one mm-hmm. thing I, that I was blessed with my dad, you know, during my time with the rest of souls that he taught me positive emotional interaction amongst men. You know, you know, my my dad, my dad yeah. actually hugged me. My <laughs> yeah. dad was like, "Yo, give me a hug." You know, and I never understood that interaction until I got older, because I knew how to be emotional in a positive way amongst men. We don't teach each other that. You know, if a guy, if a guy comes in, like you'll call me and we'll nope. have that conversation. But just think about it: if you walked up, you know, a guy you cool with, or you seen him in a restaurant, or bar, or something, said, "Man, you know, I'm just not having the best day. I feel like crying." They're gonna be like, "What?" You. Know, Man, get away from me. They, they don't know how to interact in a positive way. We envy women in that ass point because women have that nurturing aspect all around them. They're born into it. You know, it's a couch in a bathroom so they can talk to each other. They can call each other about a bad hair day and they'll nurture each other. Men, we don't, we, we get past it. It's, you know, bad relationships. Nope. You know, a lot of times, men, we need to take time after we get out of a relationship, but we don't. We're taught to go on to the, on to the next. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel like I feel like if I feel like from that and um, from that, what you just said, I said I, my life would probably be totally different if I just gave mm-hmm. myself time to heal mm-hmm. and not carry that to the next relationship, to the next relationship. And um, like you were saying about your dad, uh, you know, my dad would always give me hugs and always say, I love you. Uh, he still says it. And when I was a kid, I didn't understand, like, all right, all right, sir, you're hugging me. All right, sir, you're, you're telling me I, when I see other men to shake their hand with mm-hmm. my right hand. 
or, uh, you know, my dad kissed me for a long time when I, you know, until I, I was sometimes to this day, I I still kiss him on the cheek, you know, um, it's, I don't have any problem with that. I've, there's no issues with my masculinity. Um, I'm not homosexual. I'm not homophobic. Um, but I, uh, I feel like that's the way where you allow uh, a young man to understand really what love is and how to give that uh, naturally without it feeling like it's unnatural mm-hmm. and making them feel uncomfortable or you got to pump. You can still pump your chest and tell your friend you love them. Like mm-hmm. I tell all my friends I love them. I, I, every single one. Like I met, I met another another. Uh, gentleman that was on my 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 uh, show l- last season, and we um we met from my through my wife, um and it afterwards I'm like, yo, like your energy just comes off mm-hmm. as somebody that I I love, and from that day every time I would talk to him, it might be the last time we talk. You need to know I love you, bro. You need to know that you're not in this alone. You need those other men out here that love you, um, and we don't have to be yeah, gay. Yeah, like yeah, we, not, like I said, that's not what we are. You know, again, but, and, and that's another part. Yeah. Like you know, that's another podcast, the whole thing when, when we get into that community. But just even you know, like I said, the interaction. You know, even with the positive reinforcement, not you know, not always feeling like because like again, as men, especially the way I came up, I'm born and you know raised twenty second and Diamond, North Philly. The interaction was always to square off first. But I also have a lot of brothers from that neighborhood that I grew up with that, you know, is genuine. You know, it, it, it we came up in a village, even though it was a hard neighborhood. Those guys I know are really pushing for me and pulling for me and like, yo, you know, bro, like I want to see you win. You know, it's not enough of that amongst us, especially with men of mm-hmm. color where like, yo, like I don't I don't want nothing from you. I want to help you. I want to see you win. I want to see your family grow, you know, and, and especially nowadays, man, like, you know, now that I'm getting a little older, I'm 10 years older than you, as you said, you know, a lot of guys aren't around anymore, you know, either through incarceration or through death. You know, I see a lot of the guys I grew up, they just not around anymore. So I got to shout out and champion the ones that I see still out here making it still out here positive still out here interacting with their kids, still out here trying to do the right things. I got to love on them dudes because it's not a lot of us to begin with anyway. Right. Right. It's And it saddens me when I see, um, you know, kids out here, black kids out here who, um, you know, still don't have dads. Um, and what really sucks is when those same guys who are leaving their kids alone uh, and abandoned, making them feel abandoned are the same ones that have been abandoned from their dad, you know? So it's like, when are we going to step up and realize like, I don't want my kids to feel the same way I felt, you know, as a child. And I tell my kids all the time, you know, even though my dad was in my life, um, you know, earlier in my childhood, my mom and dad got divorced and my mom got up and, and moved to California because mm-hmm. she didn't, you know, she was pissed off at my dad uh, or whatever story. Like, you know, she's not here anymore for me to ask her why she did that. But mm-hmm. um, I could only assume that's the reason why she did it. 
And when I be, you know, when I, when my dad, you know, and it was crazy because, uh, you know, remember on in West Philly where the old, yeah. well, where old West Philly High was at, on um, yeah, and across they had yeah. those apartment buildings that were bur- they were burnt down. So my mom, we moved back from California. My mom started living there. Come to find out, my dad was living downstairs, on the, like underneath us, and he never, like I never knew. He wow. never knew. One day we just ran into each other in the hallway, and that's how he became my dad again. So, um, you know, how do you build a relationship at, you know, be, you know, being not saying I was a teenager, mm-hmm. maybe I was like nine or ten, I think. I've just wanted, but mm-hmm. by then it's like, this guy's a stranger to me. You know, he was yeah. my dad when I was a baby, but who remembers when they were a baby, you know? Um, so it was, it was hard for me to be able to trust this guy and have a relationship with him because I was already a introvert and a standoffish mm-hmm. type of person because I was so sheltered. So it was like, how do you build a relationship with a guy? Trust what he's saying to you. And that's why I, since day one, regardless of whatever I, I've dealt with, with their moms, um, I I I said, you know, I gotta be a dad. Whatever obstacle and I, and I, I, I gotta go I through, whatever going through I gotta spend. And, and and one of the things I was yeah. proud of you about is, regardless of what happened in the relationship, a lot of times, and I try my best. I try my best to do this with my kids. Is I try not to make whatever issue happened between me and their mom their issue. I try not to, and and, and, and and don't get me wrong, some situations right. are very bad. You know, some women are in abusive relationships, and I'm not excusing those men being abusive. But to purposely hurt or try to hurt a man through a kid is, is, is devastating to the kid. It's mm-hmm. always worse for the kid, you know. Now, I know in some situations those mothers have yep. to protect their kids. I get that. But in a lot of those situations, especially, and I'll touch on a subject that's sore for both of us, the whole family court experience is traumatizing to men. You know, it, it, it's involving another entity in, in, a, in a parenting that they're not, first of all, fair to the men at all. It's just not, a, it's not, it's superior. Now, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to take care of your, your kid. Yeah, you're supposed to stuff, you know, but when you use that as an instrument just to hurt the man because y'all not together anymore, it, it women and, and men included do not understand how how you know devastating that is the child. So I try to say where you is. We've had those conversations where you like, yo, man, I just don't want to have to deal with this. I don't want to keep running back and forth down the court. But you do what you got to do because. And the whole process. Um, <laughs> not, not, any, not anymore, sir. That's, 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 favorite place that's my favorite place now, man. Like that's a, hey, man, that's a, that's a, that's a frequent, frequent flyer mile trip. You know what I mean? Like I, I had to really build confidence and understand that this ain't this this bigger than rap. This ain't about me. This ain't. This ain't about my children. This ain't about me not taking care of my children. And there's no white person that's going to tell me otherwise than that. And that's really what the point of that place is, is because my kids don't see that money at all. <laughs> A fraction of that goes to the back to the state, you know, goes to the city. So it's like at the end of, at the, end of the day, you're taking, you're taking food out of my child's mouth to try to prove a point 
that pretty much all you're doing is is making me feel like you're castrating me. That's what that's that's what I took from it, bro. I took from it. You just want power. Yeah. So that you feel like yeah. you're cutting my like balls said, off. You, you know, it's it's I, you know I try to and same thing. I try to inform guys, you know, about their rights, you know, and at the same time, men, we got to stop, you know, mm-hmm. you know, thinking. Or or making the excuse, well, you know, I pay support. Is 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 the support? Yeah, it is important. But the more important thing is time. You know, Mm-mm. getting this. Yeah. You know, it's time, bro. Time, time. Money, money's always going to be there. Money's going to come and go. Money's going to money. You're going to lose money every day. <laughs> you you you're going to wash it, and it's going to get ripped up in the in a in the washing machine. Uh, but time time is one of the things that. You can never get back. You can never get back no time whatsoever. Once yeah, you lose yeah, that time, you know, so, there's no way to get know, it back. It's, it's, it's a hard situation, you know, but that's even more important where we got to band together and support each other and give information and, and, and you know. Yo, bro. Let's try this for the 18th millionth time. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Yo, how, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain, brother. Just, you know, the usual work, you know, working from home. So took a little break to get, you know, to finish up our interview, of course, talk to my yeah, good brother. How are you? Hang in there, man. It's a tough day today, man. Tough day. So, you know, just trying to um, just try and get past that, you know, um, and uh, look forward to getting off of work today in a little bit, you know, hanging with kids and stuff and um being off for the next couple of days and then uh monday is um um you know uh, indigenous day uh, right <laughs> they took her from from columbus day to indigenous day which which pisses me off because when i was a kid that was a day off from school man so are the kids off or not uh it's yeah they are because um my son don't got school but I I don't I don't have I have work because I'm um I'm like a a general cleaner for the school so I gotta come to work but you know I'm glad they switched it from Columbus Day because when I was a kid I was like oh I got off because Columbus is such a great guy was, you know that's what the white people told you they were good you know that he was a good person <laughs> then you then you got the real history it's like god damn this bull was pillaging and raping and doing all this other <laughs> shit yeah yeah. Yeah, great day, great day to celebrate, right? Oh my! Like, all right, well, it's my birthday, but when I the other day, I was like, "Damn, it's Columbus Day!" I didn't even know they changed it to Indigenous Day. I just yeah, I've seen that somewhere. I said, "Okay, that's interesting." Yeah, they uh, nationally changed it. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, well, I'm I'm glad that um, you know you really pushed me to get this done because. Um, you know, you know uh, us, and I, I said to you the other day, Libra, because you know we always get caught in the wind, and then it just becomes what it is. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but I know it was important for us to uh, finish this up. Oh yeah, it, it it really needed to be done, and I and I, it was crazy because earlier I was listening, and I was getting ready to put up the the um the art I had made for our episode, and just was like, hey, I was gonna put part one up because I figured. Eventually, we'll kick it again, and I'll just add to it, like, 
you know, just add to the the initial part. And um, I think where we left off at was, um, I think we were talking about the importance of instilling in our children. And then um, well, I think what I was trying to segue to was um, just how, you know, what we're doing to, to you know, hone in our on our own mental health um, so that, you know, our kids know that it's okay to go and get that assistance if they need it, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and, and especially in our culture, you know, in the, you know, Black or Latino culture, it's actually looked upon as a taboo if you go and, you know, situate you or get some type of mental health where I've come to realize my peers in other cultures, they've been in therapy for years. You know, they, yeah. it, it's, it's something that they, they're not ashamed of. You know, in our culture, you know, you rather be a felon or some type of negative, you know, connotation before you want somebody to call you crazy. And, so, yeah, I'd rather, I may cut you off, but I'd rather at least know what's going on. So if I am fucking crazy, then that's just what it is. At least I know I'm not just out here doing just anything, you know? Well, it's a wide range when that comes to that term. It's just that when we yeah. hear it, you know, we attach everything negative to it. You know, you can be depressed. Right. You can be anxiety. You know, those are things that in our community we just don't look at. You know, you suck it up. You deal with it. You either try to drink it away, smoke it away, or pray it away. But we never actually deal with it. Someone actually broke it down to me that made sense to me that if someone told me there was something going on with my heart, would not go to the doctor. Of course, you know, yeah, I will go checked out. So if someone told you same thing is another important organ in your body is something going on with your mind, why not go get that checked out as well? Mm -hmm. And, you know, coming up, you know, especially like in the memory, you know, you, I seen the post that you were saying, you know, speaking to, you know, your mom rested, you know, rest in, rest in peace to her. But that's, that's a trauma that, you know, you should have been or have been, been talking to somebody about, we just go through things in our culture, especially as young black men, not dealing with stuff. We're just on to the next, you know, mm -hmm. lose a family member, you know, lose a parent, uh, lose a friend, violence coming up, you know, ending up relationships. We don't have a, a real comparable way as young men, especially young black men, of dealing with stressors or traumas in our lives. And we need to be honest about that and like being open about somebody like a make my mess my message and what i mean by that is a meaningful experience that i hope to strengthen somebody's spirit so if, if whatever i go through can help somebody and save them a headache or a hickey or bumping the road then i'm more than welcome to, to be transparent to give them an opportunity to use my experience to help them heal or to avoid going through such pain to begin with and you know the piggyback off what you said um you know, I had I had my son, uh, you know, when my mom had passed, my middle son was very, very close to her. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't tell him in detail. I've, I've only said that she just passed. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. I never told him exactly what happened to her because I already know the type of, you know, child he is. You know, he's very, very emotional. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't want to put that that burden on him, you know, so. I knew he, you know, started having issues in school with, um, you know, his behavior and all that. And you know, I said to his mom, I was like, our son's really going through 
hurt right now because of my mom. I said, I, 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 he needs to go and speak to somebody. You know, her, her reaction was, um, he don't need that. You know, and um, I looked at her and I said, well, you know, going through some of the battles I've gone through, um, I said, it, it, has, it has helped me tremendously um, not forget, but be able to understand in a different light. Mm-hmm. And um, she still said that, well, if any, if it gets worse, then um, I'll consider it. And, um, you know, I always felt like that was doing him such a disservice. And it's, it's only going to make me have to do more work as, as his dad to make sure that he doesn't fall down some of those same, um, you know, tribulations that, you know, I went through as a kid, you know, and um, it's just sad because it, it, it's not only um, it, it, it should be more open. And, um, you know, I, I feel like when I started being comfortable with taking the journey um, and talking about it, I feel like it, it, it took off so much tension off of me. Um to be comfortable talking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's a process that, you know, as parents and especially as men, we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable in, you know, like, you know, we can't keep doing the same things, expecting different results. We also have to allow our children to see us doing different things. So they know, you know, you know, my dad went and got help. So, you know, I seen what that looked like and I seen how it helped him. So they will be comfortable. You know, those generational curses of things that we don't do or we didn't get brought up seeing. We have to make a change and actively let our kids see us doing it so they can understand that, you know, it helped me. It can help you. Right. Um I th- I think it's 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 one of the the biggest uh, I feel, and this is just my my opinion, but I feel like it's it it is one of the biggest contributions to um, you know like we always talk about our community, but you know the, the four hundred people that are you know that have been already slaughtered in our our city. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even the end of 2020, you know, um, I feel like if, if we all were comfortable and we all were motivated and, uh, you know, we, we weren't, you know, like we, I know we talked in our, on our, our first part and we talked about, you know, masculinity issues and, um, you know, being emasculated from, you know, our partners and, you know, our parent, you know, our mother, I, I feel like if, if we didn't have all those, um, bravado, um, you know, that mindset, um, I feel like a lot of crime will go down. A lot of domestic violence will go down. Um, I feel like a lot more people will be open and talking about their feelings opposed to being upset and angry. You know, I just feel like it would be just a different place for us to live, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes, you know, it makes a lot of sense that way, you know. This conversation we have in now is like one of the first steps, you know, to bridging that gap to to opening the dialogue to you know having men be more comfortable or be more understanding of how to have good emotional outlets how to you know transition from one situation to the next you know those are areas that we all especially myself needs to work on daily that you know when i'm going through something 
how do I, you know, internalize and, and communicate, all right, that I'm hurt or that, you know, something bothered me and not feel like I'm being less of a man for expressing that. Exactly. And um, I think that's where these circles come from. Um, I know like when I used to be in relationships and I used to do, you know, like, you know, all the, all the kids say, but, you know, women say it a lot too, fuck shit. You know, and I used to do a lot of fuck shit. Um, I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I didn't know the ramifications that certain actions would have not only on my life, but other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, once I guess I understood that, you know, maybe that was my reasoning, you know, for wanting, you know, another reason why I wanted to go and get, you know, help because you really don't understand, you know, you can always blame your childhood, you can blame the parents, you can blame, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, but until you get to the bottom of what is driving you to feel the way you feel or hurt the way you hurt um, or say the things that you say, it's it's always going to be, uh, you're, you're never going to have those connections with people and they're never going to be successful um, until you help yourself. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And then also, like, you know, like you say, connection with people, you want your connections with people to be positive, like that, that builds you up. Because sometimes, you know, we'll have connections to people and it just drains you. You know, you, you, you know, whether it be, you know, someone you have a kid with or someone you work with, we have to be very careful of, of who we connect with and who we let in our lives or let in our children's lives because everybody's not for you. Everybody's not you know, going to want to see you win. And no. we, and, and usually sometimes there's people that we've been comfortable with for years and not realize that this is just a relationship or a connection that is not good for you. You need to let it go and grow and do something else. Right. You know, and I, and I, and, you know, before I would get mad when people would just like go and dip off and be like, well, you but then, you know, as I got older and I started realizing where my mind started changing to, and I just had to understand that, you know, people come like seasons, you know, and it's just one of those things that you have to be comfortable with being alone. Yeah. You know, um, and just know that <laughs> I, it's funny because uh, somebody we both know, um, I had to cut them off as a friend because their expectations of me was not what I was able to give them. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing I feel like people who don't, people who don't have the same life as you or have a understanding of how your life is, um, you know, they're not going to be understandable when you aren't able to make, you know, events or go out to places. And, um, you know, I had to tell that person that we're just not friend compatible. And, you know, the old me would have just, you know, said, fuck them and just probably just let them figure it out on their own. But I said, I'm going to be an adult for a change and just let them know how I feel like, you know, we're, I'm not going to go back and forth with you. Um, but we're just not friend compatible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to be okay with, you know, telling people that, you know. Yeah, and like I said, and it's not like sometimes people think when when you grow in different directions, 
is some type of animosity. You still want the best with people. You still want people to eat. It's just sometimes y'all can't sit at the same table. Yeah. You know, and, and that's and that's no hard feeling, you know, like, you know, like I don't I don't harbor any anger towards people that I don't necessarily associate. I, you know, if they come to mind, I hope they're doing well. I wish them the best. It's just that, like you said, as you get become an adult, everybody can't go in the same direction at the same time all the time. It's like it will be different. You might actually come back to that person later on. But right now mm-hmm. you were mature enough to say, listen, right now I have things that I need to do and accomplish and you're not somebody that's, you know, in, in the direct benefit of that. Because if they, if they, if people aren't pushing you to reach your goals, then they're in the way. No and doubt. That's, you know, and that's not like being mean to people. That's just being, like you said, you're an adult now. You know, you, you have different priorities and, and, and different things you want to do. And you don't want to compromise those goals for anyone, especially when it's, like you said, we're both fathers. Whatever you do, you want, you're doing it so your kids can have a better opportunity or a better life experience than you did. So, you know, that's the main goal to make sure you pass on wisdom for them to grow. So anything that's in the way of that, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just that people have a hard time understanding no. Yeah. And um, that's how I knew, like, I was I was getting somewhere with, you know, breaking through some of my bad habits that I've had for so long. Um, you know, because... You know, that's why when I see my kids starting their habits, I have to, we got to talk about it right now. Because uh, like any bad habit, it, um, it, it, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but it, it, it sits, it, um, it, it, it musters, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it builds mm-hmm. up and then it just becomes part of your everyday. And it's hard to kick a bad habit, you know, um, if if it's as as small as not speaking up, um, or that's not small, but uh, or communicating efficiently because you don't know how to have a proper. You there, bro? Um, I gotta say that um, you know you know those things where 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 that saying where you know some things are a gift and a curse. Yeah, that's me and technology. You know. One of the, the greatest um, <laughs> turns that humankind has ever made, but uh, a lot of times I'd be like, "Fuck this shit," because um, it's, it's like with this app. If if the Wi-Fi isn't popping, then it's uh, it's what it is. It'll just uh, it'll just cut off where I'll be sitting there talking to myself, and then I'll get a text from just like like you did and say what happened. So it's. Well- uh, I got to get back into work. I ain't going to keep you too much longer. But like I said, um, just, you know, recapping everything. Like I said, bro, like, yeah. you know, I'm proud of you. You know, I respect the man that you are. I'm always here. If you need an ear, you know, anything I can do for you. I just think as men, especially men of color, you know, we just got to keep reaching out. Like we got to yeah. keep bigging each other up. We got to keep yep. each other's biggest fans. And yes. like I said before, some things, you know, I appreciate that. But I learned from you. And like I said before, you know, I admired the husband that you are. You're a much <laughs> better husband than I ever was. And and and, and I, I respect you and I, you know, I big you up for that, man. Like that that's what's up to see, you know, a man with his family, with his wife, you know, you know, fighting to keep that, you know, bond and not just giving up. 
that's that's an awesome thing and incredible thing to see, man. So keep you know keep that keep that strength. I I, I appreciate that. I know you gotta get back, and you know the, the thing about it is I you know you called me today, man. This, this is my show, and I really appreciate you uh, hitting me up and saying, "Yo, let's get this done because it's Friday, and I know you want to get this out on our birthday." You know, yeah. so um, I really appreciate you really reaching out to me, especially today. Um, it was really good to hear your voice again. Um, and you're right. Um, I know I had to do a better job of hitting up, um, you know, my guys and, um, just listen, I don't know when is the next time I'm going to see anybody again in life, you know, but, um, like I said, technology is a gift and a curse. And, you know, if this was during the great depression or, um, the, what the cold the invention of coal we probably be a lot worse position mentally than we are now yeah you know um, yeah so i know that i have to do a better job especially um you know with with, with everything that's going on in the city i need to check on on my brothers and you know um thank you for reminding me uh, of the brotherhood that we have and um i really look forward to growing and building on that because um you know you're you're, you're you know, somebody that I've always, um, you know, thought of um, when this comes to s- situations um, or, um, you know, th- no issues that I've had um, in my life that I know that you've went through that I, I, I've asked you how you got through them um, or seen the, the strength that you had to to go through the, some of the demons that you've had, that you've come out, the person that you are now, you know, that's that's such a good, great inspiration to um to not only myself but you know other brothers that look like us um that are struggling with the same type of um you know uh psychic ninja fights as I call them you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well like I said man anytime like I said the goal is for me like I said to make my mess my message so you know anything yes. that's you know that's a part of my experience a part of my story that can help somebody I'm always willing to you know put it out there and be transparent yeah well um you enjoy the rest of your day today man um enjoy your weekend you know um i'm a, i'm definitely going to check up on you um this weekend but also i'm definitely going to not i'm not going to text you on monday i'm going to give you a call um, i appreciate I'm that bro call. i'm going to give you a call at 12 o'clock when i when i drop this episode i'm going to give you a call and we're going to say happy birthday to each other you know because um for the last four years i've i um i've you know, I've been used to my mom calling me um, every single day and saying happy birthday to me. So, um, you know, not knowing I had that voice anymore, it's one of the, you know, the things where, you know, you always have memories of, but it also hurts at the same time, you know. All right. Well, I got a special, I'm a, I'm a whole, I got a little special surprise. When you call me on our birthday, I'm going to have a special surprise. <laughs> All right. Well, but- yeah, man. Well, and take care of yourself, man. And um, you know, when I say this, I re- when I say this to any any man, um, I I mean this from the bottom of my heart, uh, maybe the middle of my heart, but the entirety of my heart. When I say I love you, man, I really do. I love you too, brother, man. Like I said, I'm pulling for you, always encouraging. Like I said before, we gonna we gonna keep in touch and keep pushing. Yes, sir. All right. Be safe. Take care of yourself, man. All right.